0: Chapter 4 of The Temptation of St. Anthony by Gustave Flaubert Translated by Lacardio Hearn This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison 3. When she has disappeared in the distance Antony observes a child, seated upon the threshold of his cabin. It is one of the queen's servants, no doubt, he thinks. This child is small like a dwarf, and nevertheless squat of build, like one of the Kabirai, deformed with awe and wretched of aspect. His prodigiously large head is covered with white hair, and he shivers under a shabby tunic, all the while clutching a roll of papyrus. The light of the moon, passing through a cloud, falls upon him. Antony watches him from a distance and is afraid of him, who art thou? The child replies Thy ancient disciple Hilarion Antony thou liars Hilarion hath been dwelling in Palestine for many long years Hilarion I have returned it is really I Antony draws near and examines him closely. Yet his face was radiant as the dawn, candid, joyous. This face is the face of one gloomy and old. Hilarion. Long and arduous labour hath wearied me. Antony. The voice it is also different. It hath an icy tone. Hilarion, Because... I have nourished me with bitter things. Antony, and those white hairs. Hilarium, I have endured many woes. Antony aside, could it be possible? Hilarium, I was not so far from thee as thou dost imagine. The hermit Paul visited thee this year during the month of Skibar. It is just twenty days since the nomads brought thee bread. Thou didst tell a sailor the day before yesterday to send thee three potkins. Antony, he knows all. Hilarion, know furthermore that I have never left thee, but there are long periods during which thou hast no knowledge of my presence. Antony, how can that be? Yet it is true that my head is so much troubled this night especially hilarion all the capital sins came hither but their wretched snares can avail nothing against such a saint as thou Antony. oh no no i fall at every moment why am i not of those whose souls are ever intrepid whose minds are always firm for example the great athanasius hilarion he was illegally ordained by seven bishops Antony What matter if his virtue Hilarion? Go to a most vainglorious and cruel man, forever involved in intrigues and exiled at last as a monopolist Antony Calumny Hilarion Thou wilt not deny that he sought to corrupt eustates the treasurer of Largesses Antony, it is affirmed I acknowledge. Hilarion. Through vengeance, he burned down the house of Arsenius. Antony. Alas. Hilarion. At the council of Nicaea, he said, in speaking of Jesus, the man of the Lord. Antony. ah, that is a blasphemy. Hilarion so limited in understanding moreover that he confesses he comprehends nothing of the nature of the word Antony, smiling with gratification in sooth his intelligence is not very lofty hilarion hypocrite burying thyself in solitude only in order the more fully to abandon thyself to the indulgence of thy envious desires? What if thou dost deprive thyself of meats, of wine, of warmth, of bath, of slaves or honours? Dost thou not permit thy imagination to offer thee banquets, perfumes, women, and the applause of multitudes? Thy chastity is but a more subtle form of corruption, and thy contempt of this world is but the impotence of thy hatred against it either this it is that makes such as thyself so lugubrious or else tis doubt the possession of truth giveth joy was jesus sad did he not travel in the company of friends repose beneath the shade of olive trees enter the house of the publican drink many cups of wine Pardon the sinning woman, and assuage all sorrows, thou, thou hast no pity, save for thine own misery. It is like a remorse that gnaws thee, a savage madness that impels thee to repel the caress of a dog, or to frown upon the smile of a child. Antony, bursting into tears, enough, enough thou dost wound my heart deeply hilarion shake the vermin from thy rags rise up from thy filth thy god is not a moloch who demands human flesh in sacrifice Antony. yet suffering is blessed the cherubim stoop to receive the blood of confessors hilarion admire then the montanists they surpass all others. Antony, but it is the truth of the doctrine which makes the martyrdom. Hilarium, how can martyrdom prove the excellence of the doctrine inasmuch as it bears equal witness for error? Antony, silence thou viper. Hilarium, perhaps martyrdom is not so difficult as thou dost imagine the exhortations of friends the pleasure of insulting the people the oath one has taken a certain dizzy excitement a thousand circumstances all aid the resolution of the martyrs Antony turns his back upon hilarion and moves away from him hilarion follows him moreover this manner of dying often brings about great disorders. Dionysius, Cyprian, and Gregory fled from it. Peter of Alexandria has condemned it, and the Council of Elvira. Antony stops his ears. I will listen to thee no longer. Hilarion, raising his voice. Lo, thou fallest again into the habitual sin which is slow ignorance is the foam of pride one says forsooth my conviction is formed wherefore argue further and one despises the doctor's the philosopher's tradition itself and even the text of the law whereof one is ignorant dost thou imagine that thou dost hold all wisdom in the hollow of thy hand Antony? i hear him still his loud words fill my brain hilarion the efforts of others to comprehend god are mightier than all thy mortifications to move him we obtain merit only by our thirst for truth religion alone cannot explain all things and the solution of problems ignored by thee can render faith still more invulnerable and noble therefore for our salvation we must communicate with our brethren otherwise the church the assembly of the faithful would be a meaningless word and we must listen to all reasoning despising nothing nor any person the magician phalaris the poet aeschylus and the sibyl of cumae all foretold the Saviour Dionysius, the Alexandrian, received from heaven the command to read all books. St. Clement orders us to cultivate Greek letters. Hennes was converted by the illusion of a woman he had loved. Antony, what an aspect of authority it seems to me, the art growing taller and in very truth the stature of hilarion is gradually increasing and Antony shuts his eyes that he may not see him hilarion reassure thyself good hermit let us seat ourselves there upon that great stone as we used to do in other years when at the first dawn of day i was wont to salute thee with the appellation clear star of morning and thou wouldst therewith commence to instruct me yet my instruction is not yet completed the moon gives us light enough i am prepared to hear thy words he has drawn a calamus from his girdle and seating himself cross-legged upon the ground with the papyrus roll still in his hand he lifts his face toward saint anthony who sits near him with head bowed down after a moment of silence hilarion continues is not the word of god confirmed for us by miracles nevertheless The magicians of Pharaoh performed miracles. Other impostors can perform them. One may be thereby deceived. What then is a miracle? An event which seems to us outside of nature. But do we indeed know all of nature's powers? And because a common occurrence causes us no astonishment, does it therefore follow that we understand it? Antony It matters little. We must believe the Scriptures. Hilarion St. Paul, Origen, and many others, did not understand the Scriptures in a literal sense. Yet, if Holy Writ be explained by allegories, it becomes the portion of a small number, and the evidence of the truth disappears. What must we do? Antony We must rely upon the church, Hilarion. Then the scriptures are useless, Antony. No, no, although I acknowledge that in the Old Testament there are some, some obscurities, but the new shines with purest light, Hilarion. Nevertheless, the angel of the Annunciation in Matthew appears to Joseph, while in Luke he appears to Mary. The anointing of Jesus by a woman takes place, according to the first gospel, at the commencement of his public life, and, according to the other three, a few days before his death. The drink offered to him on the cross is, in Matthew, a vinegar mixed with gall; In Mark, it is wine and myrrh. According to Luke and Matthew, the apostles should take with them neither money nor scrip for their journey not even sandals nor staff in mark on the contrary jesus bids them take nothing with them except sandals and a staff i am thereby bewildered Antony, in amazement i indeed in fact hilarion At the contact of the woman who had an issue of blood, Jesus turned and said, Who hath touched my garments? He did not know them who had touched him. That contradicts the omniscience of Jesus. If the tomb was watched by guards, the women need have felt no anxiety about finding help to roll away the stone from the tomb. Therefore, there were no guards, or the holy women were not there at emmaus he eats with his disciples and makes them feel his wounds it is a human body a material and ponderable object and nevertheless it passes through walls is that possible Antony? it would require much time to answer thee properly hilarion why did he receive the holy spirit being himself son of the holy spirit what need had he of baptism if he was the word how could the devil have tempted him inasmuch as he was god have these thoughts never occurred to thee Antony? yes often sometimes torpid sometimes furious they remain for ever in my conscience i crush them they rise again they stifle me and sometimes i think that i am a curse hilarion then it is needless for thee to serve god Antony. i shall always need to adore him after a long silence hilarion continues but aside from dogma all researches are allowed us dost thou desire to know the hierarchy of the angels The virtue of the numbers, the reason of germs, and of metamorphoses. Antony, yes, yes. My thought struggles wildly to escape from its prison. It seems to me that by exerting all my force I might succeed. Sometimes, for an instant, brief as a lightning flash, I even feel myself as thought uplifted. Then I fall back again. Hilarion. The secret thou wouldst obtain is guarded by sages. They dwell in a distant land. They are seated beneath giant trees. They are robed in white. They are calm as gods. A warm air gives them sufficient nourishment. All about them leopards tread upon grassy turf, the murmuring of fountains and the neighing of unicorns mingle with their voices. Thou shalt hear them, and the face of the unknown shall be unveiled. Antony, sighing, the way is long, and I am old. Hilarion, oh, oh, wise men are not rare. There are some even very nigh thee here let us enter end of chapter 4